Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last week, we talked about the Isle of Suffering. That was the name, Jared, the Isle of Suffering. And we talked about who we all are, the law of familiarity, and healing versus hurting, as well as what's happening with mapping politics. And today, Jared, what are we going to dive into? Oh, man, we're going to talk about where that aisle of suffering leads you. So we're going to talk about mass shootings. We're going to talk a little bit about gun control. But I think, you know, we had that conversation before we got on live today. And I think the mindset, right, of, of, of how people get to the, the mass shooting. And just like how you just said, like, for you and for me, right, it's not even surprising anymore, right? It's not even, yeah. it's not even a question of, like, why would some it's not even a question of like why would somebody do it or how could somebody do it it's like why okay it would you say like why wouldn't they do it unless ask yeah. the question of why um um wouldn't they do it and yeah i, I just want you to go man because it was so fucking good <laughs> I, you know i think one of the challenges when we have something like this and i guess we should date this it's it's april 2nd 2021 and the reason we're having this conversation is because in the United States, we've had, I think, three that they've said in the last couple of weeks, mass shootings. There was one in Orange, California. There was one on the East Coast. And then I think there was one in Colorado the recently. Colorado. The Colorado, yeah. I remember the most vividly um, hearing about. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, East Coast, Atlanta, the guy in the yep. massage parlors. That's Colorado, right. The guy in the grocery, grocery store. And then you said Cali, where? Because you're in Cali, right? Yeah, so, it was. It was Orange, California, which is which is a little south, I think. And there was four or six people in that one. And and so, so so we agree. All of the people who did these shootings were on the Isle of Suffering, right? They had yeah. put themselves on the island, and but somehow what they did was they 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 painted. They put the guns out on the island and, you know, everybody else was, 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 uh, they really clearly denoted that, that, that some force or some group of people had pushed them to be on the island and they didn't like it. And, you know, so they were going to, they were going to punish those people, you know, by ending their lives. And yeah. So it was it was one thing that you 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 said um, you know before we hopped on, and um, you mentioned because we were talking about the Alice suffering. We were talking about how people, you know, place themselves on it, how they create obstacles and barriers and poison their own wells, and 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 it was this, and it becomes this this cycle of, of, of negative thought and then of blaming everyone else for your issues. And, um, and then I, and then I came in and, um, I said, sorry guys, I'm reviewing our conversation before we went live, right? <laughs> Which we need to record one day. We're going to record our pregame. And I promise you guys, you guys are going to be like, just record the whole time. <laughs> never, never, <laughs> throw the intro in at the end it doesn't matter just record the whole 
because the stream of collective the consciousness that comes through us before we get on here is fucking amazing but um um but anyway so so i had said uh you know we we put ourselves on the island and you had said that that we we trap ourselves in this cycle of 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 blaming other people for why we're on the island and then i said that i we were talking about a mass shooting in california that happened in like 2006 2007 i think it was 14 huh oh there was one you know there's there was there was one in there is a couple in Isla Vista. There is one. The oh, one. Talking, we're talking about two different things. The thing I was yeah. talking about was University of Virginia. There was a little Asian guy that went around and shot people in University of Virginia. Yes. Okay. Okay. And that was like a, a what? Jesus Christ. Like, how is this? How, you know, America. But anyway, <laughs> how does this happen? Right. Um, but so, and I was like, I was in a place in my mind where I understood why this kid went around and did this. And um, shortly after I joined the Marine Corps because I needed a swift kick in the ass. But I understood, <laughs> understood, right? And um, and what I said, and then you went off, Jesse, and, and now and hopefully I can get you back there. Um, then I said, you know, it was this time period where you have to, you have to kind of cross this bridge of, you know, recognizing the world doesn't revolve around me. And it's super hard to process that. And when you when you make that realization, it's usually because, you know, you really, you find out like in your face front-wise, like that person you're talking to is more concerned about their problems than they are about your problems. And it's, you know, and, and, and it's like, it's like that, that that transition that you go through and you're, you know, I don't know, everybody goes through it at some point, right? Where they recognize that the world does not care about your problems. And I think, you know, some people don't, don't ever really integrate that, right? They, they have real issues understanding that other people have issues and and once they can't make that connection then everyone else's their issues are everyone else's fault or you know they cry out and people go i don't want to be around somebody that's crying all the time and they blame that they blame the other people you know as opposed to looking at their own action looking in the mirror and uh and it allows them to to commit acts of atrocity Right, it allows them to, to 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 do, and I think, I think we all have a little bit of that, right? We all have a little bit of how come nobody feels my pain, but some people they really entrench themselves on that aisle of suffering, and 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 if you get really deep on it, it's not how come nobody understands I'm in pain, but now it's your fault that I'm in pain, or you make my pain worse than that understanding, and not you know, coddling me and not, you know, doing all you can to, to help and assist me. And, uh, and you just forget, you forget that the other person is human too. And somehow they become, you know, painted as the enemy. You become painted as the enemy. All right. I got to stop. I want to hear what you guys <laughs> You know, one of the, Whenever something like this happens, it seems in the in the U.S., 
we, we go to three places very quickly. Actually, no, I think now we go to more than three places. It used to be we would go to, uh, how could this happen? Why would they do that? Gun control. Now it goes to how could this happen? Why could they do that? Gun, tr- gun control. Gun control. Uh, is it racist? Is it? And what's the political angle? So those are the, <laughs> those are the two new ones in the last few years. And then what happens with that is when, especially with I think the the two, then the outcry goes right. Well, now we have to stop racism against or stop hate against this or. We have to get rid of this politician or we have to go and focus on this political figure for not doing something. The challenge with all those things, at least from my perspective, is, is that it, it, we're not, we're, we're all that is, is it's, it's focusing on symptoms of a much bigger issue, a much bigger disease, a much bigger problem. And that's going to be the, the human piece of this whole thing. We could sit there and say, stop being this, stop being that. We've been saying stop being this and stopping that for a long time. And a lot of us are still doing that. You know, somebody who's going to be committed to being this way, they're just going to be committed to being this way. And it's going to be, it, it's kind of like the, the, the soda in a water bottle look. If I have a bunch of soda in a water bottle, I'm not going to change that soda. I'm not going to change that water bottle into water. It's soda, soda. But what I can do is over time, if I keep dumping water into the soda and keep consistently doing that, eventually it's going to dilute the soda out enough where you'll have water there instead. We're not going to just change the soda by saying, stop being soda. What we can do is we can cause change by allowing there to be this almost like, you know, human piece of it where we just allow the water to slowly sleep in. We don't get there if we go right to, I think, stop this or that or finger pointing or blaming because it's just, it's. You, you got go go. I know you're going here, but what are we pouring into people? What is it? We're pouring in more soda. <laughs> well, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> we're pouring in more soda. Like it's 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 you're you're because we're just we're like swapping out one problem for another, and we're doing it even harder now that we like okay, what's the political angle? Yes, and and uh, and, and it was the it's, it's racism or. We're making the problem something different from the island. Exactly. And we're not going to solve it because these things are happening. Like, And so what I was saying to Jared before is it's when we ask, how could this happen? Why would this happen? I think the question to ask is, why wouldn't it happen? Because now we're taking it from a different perspective. And when we say the why wouldn't it, what would happen with that is we could start to really, I think, extrapolate all the pain that people go through mm-hmm. to understand the human condition. And this is, I just want to be clear, this isn't justifying any of this. Like, I think these things are wrong and my hope would they never happen. And I hope this dialogue, you know, helps contribute in some positive way to that. I just, I don't, what Jared was saying before too, about the, you know, waking up to the world doesn't revolve around us. If we assume just for the sake of this conversation, there's two groups of people, there's healthy and unhealthy. And when we define healthy and unhealthy, we're not talking about their, their health right now. We're talking about how they're raised as children. So the one grows up in a quote unquote healthy household. One grows up in a quote unquote unhealthy. Healthy is what we would think the stereotypical parent upbringing would be. A baby cries, the parents run over comfort. Unhealthy would be, this is a kid that's going through some sort of abuse, sexual abuse, trauma, all those types of things. If we think, consider the healthy child, 
what are they learning? The very first thing they learn is matter of survival is that when they cry out, they'll be comforted, they'll be loved, they'll have their needs met. So it becomes, as they develop, one of the most primarily ingrained habits before they're even consciously aware that they have things called, called, called habits. You think about for ourselves how hard it is for us to break a habit, to change a pattern, something we've done for a long time. You know, Jared and I both play poker, and we could both tell you that one of the best things about playing poker with someone who doesn't play poker a lot is they have ticks and habits. They call them tells. And they don't even realize they have it, but it's a, you want to play with people like that because it's going to make your poker playing much more profitable. Now you have this kid who's growing up in a healthy dynamic all of a sudden. And so what they're learning through that habit is that the world revolves around them. They cry, they get comforted and their needs met, food, water, shelter, et cetera. And at some point that changes. Now they cry and mom doesn't come running. Dad doesn't pick them up. They cry and they're not getting their food right away. Uh, if we're healthy and hopefully we can assimilate through that over time, we learn to reconcile that. But many of us have probably arrived at a place at some point in our childhood or teenage years. You know, they say the terrible, terrible teens or teenage rebellion. Well, what are teens really rebelling against? Probably rebelling against the notion that they're awakening to maybe their values don't line up with the value systems that they were raised to. It's not that they're rebelling against the person, they're rebelling against the ideals and the beliefs because they're finally starting to form and discover their own. But we encourage kids to do that, right? To be their own person. But then be their own person as long as it's in alignment with what goes on under my roof. But they're still supposed to be their own person. They're asking different questions. They see the world differently. Where, where you, go, you go to a movie and you think it's funny, they go to a movie and think it's kind of stupid and corny. You know, they're on Team King Kong and you're on Team Godzilla. You know, I, I am definitely Team Godzilla, just, just to make that clear. And, <laughs> and, and, we, and so because of that, though, it's not a celebrated difference. It's a, it's a threat to the foundation of what it, the family, familial bond, whatever those kinds of things are, right? So we, we start to go through and we're starting to assess these types of things and figure this stuff out for ourselves. And then you imagine uh, you get to a point where hey, wait, my needs still just aren't being met. My needs aren't being met. People aren't understanding me. People don't get me. People don't see who I am. And, you know, it's funny. We talk about the aisle suffer. You know, a lot of times aisles suffer. It, it becomes an island because we turn our back on what was familiar and we back so far away that we remove everything that was familiar out of our field of vision. And so we find ourselves in a place where it seems fairly unknown, which then becomes a new familiar. And so now we're going around, we're trying to get our needs met. And we start to create, because most of us probably, when we're really honest, we don't want to blame ourselves for our problems or shortcomings or inadequacies. We have got to create an enemy. And unfortunately for many of us, those enemies become other people, other groups, or it might be something where you just have had, you've been riding that row, that line for so long. And finally, just at the wrong time, the wrong emotional cocktail happens and you decide, you know what, the best way to solve this problem now is with violence. So when you said that, the easiest enemy to create is somebody different, right? I think the easiest way to understand that um, or, or two things, right? The guy in Atlanta, it's women. Women, women are my issue, right? Women all the time. Men are all men are dogs, 
Men are the issue. Men are the problem. That's a big one right now. That's like a universal one in the United in the States, right? Men, mass toxic masculinity, right? And um, and 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 the truth of the matter is, the ugly part about it is, when you're on that island, when you place yourself on that aisle, right? Luckily, luckily, like those some of those mass groups, right? You know, women are the problem, or do people make it about racism or something like that. You're creating yourself, you're putting yourself on an island, but with a bunch of other people, right? And so I think I think a lot of times in those cases, like the mass things are less likely to happen, right? It's ugly and it's decisive, is divisive and it's dangerous, but it's it, you know, at least you got, you know, a million other people who are, you know, yeah, men are the problem. Yeah, women, you know, women today. We want quick solutions to complex things that, and we want the solutions to not require us to have to look at ourselves. There you go. Yes. Right. And so peace. It's easier (laughs) to have it be gun control or politicians fault or racism or something else than it to be the humanist in all of us. This is why I think the Stanley Milgram's experiment is probably one of the most important pieces in psychology because he went to try to figure out how could somebody do what Hitler did and at the time, the community thought you're gonna you're finding the you know fraction of a fraction of a percent that would actually go through and do something horrendous. And what Milgram thought found was quite the opposite. He found that there's a trigger in all of us, and that 60% of us would would under just direction from a complete stranger who we looked at as an authority figure would administer a fatal electrical shock to a stranger, even if they were crying out for us to stop, and that. It, that number would jump to 90% if we witnessed someone doing it before us. So this is, this is where this ownership piece comes. Like putting, I think putting another Band-Aid on a much bigger problem isn't going to close the wound because the wound's within all of us. Yeah. And this, yeah. Is, this is a societal challenge as much. I mean, these are, and I struggle, Jared, like I struggle sometimes having conversations like this because I don't want it to be so, I can sometimes sound almost too matter of fact about like, as I'm doing my own analysis that I want to acknowledge that these are people's families, their, their moms, their dads, their, their kids, their husbands, their brothers, all those types of things that were just killed. And, and I know that there's people out right now that are just so crushed and heartbroken over this. And, and so this isn't, I, I want to be clear that, when Jared and I are talking, like none of it is, it, there's a not being in, not a lack of sensitivity. It's just trying to have a narrative around something that is as difficult to look at. And that difficult is not just what happened, but it's the, it's the vulnerable human animal. It's what is it going on? What are we doing as a society that is putting us to this point where we have people that are actually taking these actions? And then how many people are considering taking the actions? Or they might take it on a smaller scale, or they might. Uh, and it's. Oh, go ahead, Jared. I, I'm kind of starting to ramble now. Well, no, I'm like listening to, to everything you said. And uh, man, I, I, I fucking, I love. I love this. I love our our interactions. It's to to a certain extent, you know, it's it's um it's such a complex topic because 
here's here's the truth, Jesse. Right? There is a there is a certain lack of sensitivity because it didn't happen to us. Right? It didn't happen to us. And so, you know, one of the things that people on the island get right is that I'm not you. I don't know your pain exactly. I can't really, really, really feel it. Right? I can seek to understand it, but I can't feel it. And I maybe can map your pain to another pain that I have. Right? So I, I may be able to like compare it right and kind of understand it a lot better but I, but you're right i'm not you but the 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 real thing is to say i am i'm asking and i'm seeking to to understand and so when we ask ourselves the question of why wouldn't they right we're then acknowledging again what what's the name of that study what was the name of the uh, milgram stanley milgram right so we're acknowledging the truth of uh, that that was found in the Milgram study. There's a monster within all of us. Yes, and 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 that that is like the missing piece for all of this, for all of this, for 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 the racism piece, for the toxic masculinity piece, for the 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 anti-gay you know, anti-lesbian for the, what is it, homophobic piece, right? For the, for the, for the, you know, white people are bad, black people are bad, for the <laughs> Muslims are bad, Christians are bad. All of it is painting another group as a monster without recognizing the monsters within all of us. Yes. And, and, and that is so crazy that I think the next step for our collective consciousness or for humanity to evolve, right, is to recognize that there is a beast within us. There's an animal, there's a monster within us running a program. And if we are not conscious, then a lot of, then a good amount of us can end up giving in to that beast, that animal. And we and then we do inhuman acts. Mm. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm getting a reverb. Hopefully, it doesn't show up in the uh, the thing. I can hear myself echoing on your thing. But um, but that's that's I think that is the the, the quintessential piece. Whenever we talk about mass shootings, or you know, we're talk even in talking about building a bridge, right? It's not just recognizing that the people on the other side are so similar to you and that they want to love and compassion and connection, right? But also understand that the monster that you see in them is in you. Hmm. That's the other piece. And don't ever separate the fact, don't ever, don't ever fall into the trap of believing the monster isn't within you. Because, because then that allows you to, to, to paint them entirely as the monster of the problem and, 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 uh, and, and see and seek no empathy and say they all have to be destroyed. Does that make any kind of sense? And even, and, and even in saying they all have to be destroyed, guess what you're exemplifying? <laughs> yeah. The monster within you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's it is it's. You know, Jared, I, I'll share this because this just recently happened. 
they there was a there was a shooting in the pretty close neighborhood to where I live a few days oh. ago. And so there's a text message that goes through on one of those, you know, alert things, shooting, uh, shelter at home, something like that, or, or whatever it says, like basically lock your doors and stay in. And suspects are on the loose. No other information is available. And I'm thinking about that now. And I, the rational part of me <clears throat> does not think that they're going to make it to my house, break in this whole type of thing. Right. But there's also a small part of me that says, well, what if they did, you know, what, what would that mean? And I'm all for like, I fully understand that love and compassion and seeing like all the stuff behind. But I also understand that the human animal in that moment is probably not thinking rationally, rationally. And I also, I think that, I think under perfect conditions, I could talk someone down but in an uncontrolled situation where you have somebody like that and then I'm scared and fearful and all these things. Right? <laughs> exactly. So that's exactly what happens. So I go get ready, like all these types of things, fully aware that I would be prepared to defend myself if need be. Yeah. And it was, a, it was, and so it's like, I, I was, I was sitting there observing myself as I was going through this whole dialogue. Right. And, and like my heart rate going, all those types of things like nervousness, whatnot. Uh, and, and just going through a very intense emotional experience as I was imagining a very unlikely outcome in my mind. And then what it, where it led me was thinking to this, that if I am going through such an intense emotional experience right now, why I'm imagining an improbable outcome what would it be like for other people who have gone through more probable outcomes and intense emotional experiences over and over again, who, as they're going through them, maybe they're not thinking it through as much as I am or whatever it is. Or like, what if this was my every day where I was sitting there really believing that I had to do this all the time or, you know, some sort of story like that, because all I was reacting to was a story, right? I was literally reacting to a story of, Here's this one little piece of information. And then I took it and ran with it and created a scenario that could maybe possibly slim chances and none happen. So me, and I consider myself a fairly rational human being, also acknowledging fully I have an irrational side. It gives me pause to wonder, like, what is it that's going through people's minds that leads to choices they make, right? Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, this is where I say it becomes a society problem. It's like you so perfectly said that there's the monster in all of us. And so it becomes, we're, we're going full circle here. The issue I have when these things happen, and we immediately go to those five things, how could it happen? Why did it happen? Gun control politicians race is because we're not looking at the deeper piece of the origin of all these things. And we're not doing, I think, more proactively this stuff that we could do to change, whether it's around education. I, I think education is going to be the foundational piece for all of it and how we're raising each other, how we're raising ourselves, how we're in, engaging in dialogues in our community, how we're engaging in dialogues online. If I go and share my opinion online, there was a, there was a girl in Santa Barbara who just took her life. And I only heard about this story because she, she's a 
Instagram influencer and which, you know, it, it happened and then it got picked up, got picked up and then the media, you know, they, they like to kind of swarm around and look for something that's going to have some traction to it. And so they grabbed it and they were talking about the online bullying she had endured as she was sharing her life. And you think about like this, this girl, and this is me outside judging, nothing, knowing nothing of her story. We could have a hundred people say something nice about us. We could have five that say something mean about us, but those five can often cut so deep because of one, our own limiting beliefs and things about ourselves. And two, uh, we just, we don't understand why somebody would do that. You know, we, we're, we're creating experience and memories based off an intense peak emotional states. I can remember so vividly what happened the other day because it was a peak emotional state. I'm sitting here going through what could actually happen. And if we keep having these peak emotional states and we're creating associations to our well-being, sense of self-worth, all these types of things, I can see how this these things kind of these things can happen, which is really where I just feel like we can do so much more in terms of evolving our dialogue past what is the band-aid we can put on it. Not to say that there's, I think that there are some rational things that we can do with gun control. You've had military training. I shouldn't have access to the same stuff I think that you have. <laughs> right? Like it's just, but I, I actually, I, actually, I, I, I it, it just, it, two things, two things have come to mind and we got, we got to get off of here. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. But, but two things have come, come to mind. Um, one, that soda is addictive. Hmm. The soda is addictive, right? We, 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 for every one negative thing, they say it's like what, seven to 18 positives to delete it slash erase it, right? Yeah. And, and so we, we, we like pouring the soda. We like drinking the soda, right? The soda doesn't, won't keep us alive the same way as and healthy the same way that the water will, right? <laughs> the soda has a poisonous aspect where the water is pure, right? <laughs> yeah. But we but we love the soda. We're addicted. And 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 the soda is that is that division, that anger, I'm alone, blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's so it's that's that's what I heard like the last end that's the only thing that was going through my head was like yeah we're watching the news it's looking for something to grab to point to it's looking for soda it wants to pour mm. it to you right and, and 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 that five negative comments you tell me this girl's an instagram influencer i mean she had probably thousands of, you know if not tens of thousands of followers right and you know they go through these comments and this small percentage of negatives Right. And but she was grabbing onto the soda. She was drinking the soda, all this water around. She's drinking the soda. And and it's and it's and it's, you know, it 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 it's we point to all of these things, racism, homophobia, right? Um, you know, uh what is another one? Um, you know, just painting all of these groups or people as enemies and we grab onto it and we hold on to it as in soda right we're, we're just we want to just drink in that and, and 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 we're feeding that feeds a monster so even even though i think human beings have evolved in so many ways 
right? And 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 in so many um, you know behaviors, I I think just because life has gotten so easy, right? And 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 don't get me wrong, we are still so obviously. You just mentioned three mass shootings, you know, yeah. you know, throughout the country and what. Girl, you know, she felt like she had to take her she had to take her life too. Like, and those are just ones we heard about too. Yeah, there's a the lot life. of people who are struggling. Yes, yes, and they're and they're and they're on the island, right? And they're as, as we talked about before you got on here, they're either poisoning their own wells, right, or they're drinking from the poisoned well purposely there, there is a society there's a well where society is poisoning it and and they're drinking from that and 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 we have to find a way you know I, I don't, building a bridge is not going to be the only group that does it we have to find a way to pour more water into people and 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 feed the the other side of 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 you know what it is to be a human animal right as opposed to that, the side of the human animal that is, you know, the beast that rips the other animals to shreds, right? And 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 recognize that, you know, humanity will never not. We're an apex predator. We'll never not be that, right? But recognize it because apex predators are vicious. They're yes. Vicious. And uh, you know, just we can get there. You know, it, we. We need to bring that back in. We need to under and we need to understand it as far as raising the collective consciousness. We need to understand it on a on a on a, on a deep enough level that doesn't make us evil. Yes. In kind of sense. It's it's acknowledging what's there, trying not trying to eliminate it, but embracing it and choosing what part of it you express or not express. Bingo. Bingo. And, and, and it's empowering too, guys. It's empowering too. Recognize that you are an apex predator. It'll make you feel safer on your island. <laughs> all right, man. I know you got to go. I got to run off too. We'll all right, see man. you all next time. We look forward to your comments. Yes. I'm sorry.